You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Segment. I got some. Go oh. ahead. Oh, I, 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 I hate. I, why did I interrupt you? I'm so <laughs> no, no, you are not. You're not antsy. You're excited. Oh, you know how people say this is like an internet meme, and I'm terrible on the internet. You know me. I just I, I click on a couple things and read them, and then I've had my fill. I, I'm not this big internet, and I'll, I'll tweet here and there, but I just disseminate things, and I'll read a couple things here and there. I'm not real internet savvy. But I have seen these things, you know, people are like, take my money, take my money, yes. when it's like something cool, right? Like, it'll be some invention where it, it loads your, di- unloads your dishwasher for you, and it goes into the into the shelves for you, whatever. People are like, take my money, take my money. Well, I've got an, my own take my money moment. This happens when you're 46 years old. Wait, no, I'm 45. I'll be 46 in December. I did when this you, a week ago. I forgot yeah, how old I was. When you're Jeez, I need take my money. I need some of those pills that make you think. Um, anyway, take I, here's a take my money moment today, not in an entertainment way. It's second trip for my twins who are 11 years old. Our twins, my wife and I are twins. Um, our twins uh, back to the orthodontist. They're getting now their bottom braces go back on. They had braces on for a long time, and then they had some sort of retainer or some nonsense there's some key that you twist in their mouth or whatever and now the braces go back on you go in that place that is a non-comical take my money yes I mean, it is it gets you that order the dust but you got to do it for your kids but man i thought about that today all the fun things in the world take my money you see on the internet here, I took a picture of the orthodontist office just to take my money because they're doing it. Let me that ask you a question. That guy's driving a Rolls Royce because I got 11-year-old twins that oh. need their teeth straightened out. Oh, and the hygienists, too. They oh. make all kind of money hand over fist. The picture you sent me earlier, yes. was that actually the picture of the orthodontist you go to? Yeah, it says orthodontist real big on the outside. I, I know. I wanted. I thought it was <laughs> – I thought you went and Googled orthodontist, no. generic orthodontist. You have to tweet that picture out. I don't know oh, if you yeah. did already. It's uproariously funny because it's just orthodontist. It's like if I went a couple blocks down, wanted to get myself a beverage, and I just went into bar. 
It was like back in the day when they used to have the, my man Rocco's barking outside. What's up, Rocco? What's you good? Hear you hear him out there? Ask him, Pickett or Trubisky? Yeah, no, he's more of a um, he's a big Lindy Ruff fan. Uh, Rocco is. Uh, any, anyway, so uh, it, it is like the orthodontist is like those old boxes of stuff that you used to see that were just generic, that were black and white. And it would just say cereal or like cheese yes, or like back milk back in the day. Beer. Yeah. yeah Beer one light. of those. Um, anyway, so I just had to get that in. Take my money, orthodontist. Um, yeah, I had the palate expander back in the day. Yeah, they had that. That's that's what the thing was called. That's what the key. Yes. And every night you would either have to shove the key up there yourself and crank it. And what it's doing is it's breaking the roof of your mouth. Oh, and geez. it's it's doing it centimeter by centimeter to get more room in your mouth. And it's just, I mean, it's just cruel and unusual punishment. So best of luck to the Dunlap clan. Yeah. Because orthodontia, it may it helps, but yeah. it's not fun. You know what else isn't fun, or at least as fun as it used to be, Colin, I don't think, is going in the NFL games these days. You go, you get punched in the face by a big, fat Jaguars fan. What can be done? And that's just the women. Um... (laughs) That woman was like, who was was the guy who used to play on the defensive line, Stroud? It looked like it looked like the female version of Stroud in the stands in Jacksonville. I'm sure everyone saw the video. I, I, she did. I mean, she was she looked like Gary Nunn. I mean, she was big, but (laughs) Donald Evans, she was she was large. What what are people doing? I'll tell you, alcohol is such an easy go to in terms of the excuse, and it's part of it, but it's testosterone mixed with alcohol mixed with idiocy i can go and i i'll have one of those things alcohol but i'm not largely i mean i have testosterone i don't misuse it you know and i'm not act like an idiot anymore i'm 45 so i never get in a jam i think alcohol is so easy when people go to it and say there's your problem you take alcohol out what about the millions of fans who go and have a beer and don't act like jerks that's right so uh, the problem is i think one Beer is far too expensive inside stadiums. So it harbors a mentality and it harbors a sort of a, a, a cultish situation where people feel the need, feel the need to tailgate and not just tailgate, but sort of reverse funnel their tailgate. They kind of start slow and then bang, right before as close as they can to kickoff before they go in, they hammer beers back. 100%. That's number one. That's number one because it is far too expensive to drink inside. So they got to just overdrink right before they walk in. That's number one. And number two, it, it, this would never happen in sports. Like part of the solution is if you could, and I know this goes against it, but the more access to alcohol that people would have, the problems would dissipate. If they would let you even take three beers in, people would not feel the need to power drink just before kickoff out. man the 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 most i've ever had to pee in my life and it's like a it's like a 35 way tie is every time i tailgated before a steelers game in my early 20s and was trying to get in the heinz field at like 12 52 and the reason why is because you're right we all know eh, it's gonna be 14 bucks for a 20 ounce beer when i get in the stadium I've got a hundred Miller lights right here. I'm just going to put six of these to my face 
and we'll see we'll see where it goes. And you ride the buzz out in the stadium. Maybe I'll buy a beer to keep this thing going. I think you're 100% right. I was thinking about this a little bit today as well. And I think that the other thing that could be done that might help not cut it all out because people are going to be idiots just with even their own team's fans. But I do think that there should be more of an effort to have a visitor section. Like if you're going to come and you're a Jacksonville fan, they do it in Europe. Now it's easier because it's easier to travel around England, right? Than it is to travel around the United States, the rail systems, things of that nature. But I do think it would help. They do it in college football. You have the visitor section. If you really want to watch the Browns play in Pittsburgh, okay, there's 3,000 seats all in one spot. You gate it off. You have security. And then the other thing they do in Europe is after the game, and we don't have as much of a problem, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong about that now that I think about it. But after the game, if you have that other section, you wait until all the other fans leave. So if there's a Brown section, a Steelers section, 65,000 Steelers fans, they leave. They leave the stadium. Then the 3,000 Brown fans leave too. I do think you could section it off, and that might help. I think you could. The only part that we're like, we never know what it's like to have a game day window pretty much here in Pittsburgh, you know, to walk up and buy a ticket just in my lifetime. That's not been a thing really, but there are markets, Jacksonville, you know, the LA markets, um, you know, there are a bunch of more Chicago, I believe where it's not all season tickets. Thus the proportion of tickets given away much like I mean, you take, um, well, take a Jacksonville game. Take a game in Arizona where the Steeler fans uh, – take Tennessee. Miami, Charlotte, where, I mean. Where, where Steeler fans take it over, then what do you do proportionally with the stadium? Do you just risk empty seats so as to divide it and say, our home people aren't going to show up. We're going to allocate 30% to the Steeler fans and 70% to our home fans. And of that 70% that's allocated, it's only filled to 70%. Yeah. You know, that's the only – the only part that's tough is the proportionate fan bases aren't proportionate. The SEC is. They're going to fill the places. Right. You know? Um, so it's a it's a great concept, but they're just – they're going to – it comes down to this. The NFL squeezing every dollar in stadium that they can out of everybody because that's all a bonus. They make so much money off the television rights. They see all of that as a bonus. And not just the NFL – but the individual franchises on beer, on things like that, on, on all that revenue that they make. They don't see this as a problem because to them it doesn't hurt the bottom line at all. What I see it as, though, is I ain't, I ain't taking my kid to a football game. It's not just a Pittsburgh problem. It's an everywhere problem. But it is a problem. And I will go with my buds. If a buddy call Crowley, are you doing pregame today? You want to come after the game? Uh, you want to come to the game? We'll go with me, drink some beer. Yeah, sure, I'll go. My kid, no, can't do it. Baseball game, sure. Hockey game, I think we can make that happen. NFL games seem to be their own animal at this point, and I wouldn't do it. Speaking, which, of I wonder which, if the next yeah. model is the Las Vegas model more so when they build more stadiums, fewer seats at a luxury, at a luxury price point, mm-hmm. and essentially you price out the you keep pricing out and pricing out more and more Joe Schmo, or at least you minimize those Joe Schmo seats. I wonder if whenever all, cause there's going to be a new wave of stadiums in the next 10 years, you know, and it started with SoFi, right? If that's kind of the, the model, more luxury, more boxes, 
more high end and just a few seats so we can get a cutaway shot of people acting like they're regular Joes. Um, and that's how they're going to be built. Heinz Field holds 68 right now. The next stadium the Steelers have over under 60,000 people. Under 58 with 60 some percent of them being luxury. Yeah, I think I'm with you. And I think that's probably the way to go. Did you see the signs in Cleveland? Oh. And I've been working to verify, make sure that these are legit. And I'm being told that these signs are legit. Um, one said, and it was a Browns fan with his kid that said, F them hoes. He was holding up the sign. And then the other sign said, free Watson. And then you had a guy outside the stadium selling derogatory t-shirts. Do you think this would happen anywhere? Do you think if Deshaun Watson were a Pittsburgh Steeler, that Steelers fans, a couple of them would be acting like this? Because I I tend to think, well, we didn't see it with Roethlisberger. We didn't. I mean, were we before were we before the boom of Twitter in 2010? No. I mean, we were right there. So Well, even if we were before the boom of Twitter, we weren't before the boom of being in crowds and seeing people with shirts that they bought in the strip district or out of the trunk of a car. And I don't remember yeah. ever seeing things like that. I don't that remember that either. Eyes. And so, and there would be sort of an underground market for that because some people would think it was cool and want to get their hands on the most vulgar, you know, ludicrous shirts that there were. Uh, it seems like a unique market, you know? Um, I, I, I'll tell you what I think it is. If it's, if it's not, if it's not something that would happen everywhere, I think you can probably link it directly with desperation. I mean, the Browns haven't won anything in in this incarnation of the Browns. And the fan base bought in hook, line, and sinker into Baker Mayfield being the savior. Then Baker gets moved out. This guy gets brought in. So whatever they felt for Baker, they're then going to feel tenfold for the guy who replaces Baker, especially one a quarterback as accomplished as Deshaun. And so in your sick, twisted, warped reality, you'll do everything you can to mental gymnastics your way around this guy being the jackass, horrific devil that he is. And I think that's probably what's happening in Cleveland. The weird part about it, too, is he's not even proven that to be that. This is all built on a hope that he can be good. It's not like it was a quarterback that had success for three years in their place or five years in their place. And then they're saying, well, we got to stick with this guy. Cause you know, he's definitely, he's already led us to some promise. It, he's not led them to any promise. That's the people are tying in Cleveland, tying their wagons to this guy. And he hasn't even played one game for them. That's yeah, the weird part. It's, me. it's sick because Steelers fans are excited about Kenny Pickett. And I think some, and we're probably in that minority, are excited about seeing what Mitch Trubisky can do. But while you've got Kenny Pickett jerseys, yeah, there was the booing of Mason Rudolph. Nobody's deifying either of these guys. Because we've seen the Steelers not have a losing season since 2003. Um, There's a desperation quotient there in Cleveland. I don't think there's a doubt about it. Colin? When we return, Uh other things besides the quarterback happened in the preseason game. We will break them down. Let's go. We will. Next. Next.